homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. We recently had a look at the accomplishment in arousing energy, being energetic, Arada Viryo, as part of the Seka Paripada Sutta. And one of the things that I didn't include in that particular Dhamma session was these very short teachings by the Buddha when it comes to hearing a badly explained Dhamma and discipline versus a well-explained Dhamma and discipline and how that is received by someone who is energetic or arouses energy versus someone who is more lazy or inclined to laziness. And so this particular short session is just really looking at those teachings and how we can contemplate them and how they can help inspire some of our practice as well. Let's begin by reading from the Buddha's words. And the Buddha says, Because whoever arouses energy in a badly expounded Dhamma and discipline dwells in suffering, for what reason? Because that Dhamma is badly expounded. Then the Buddha goes on to say, Because whoever is lazy in a well-expounded Dhamma and discipline dwells in suffering, for what reason? Because that Dhamma is well-expounded. Then the Buddha says, because whoever is lazy in a badly expounded Dhamma and discipline dwells in happiness. For what reason? Because that Dhamma is badly expounded. And then the last thing that the Buddha says is, because whoever arouses energy in a well-expounded Dhamma and discipline dwells in happiness. For what reason? Because that Dhamma is well-expounded. So what I've done is I've transposed these four little uh, verses into a diagram. So we get a diagram that has four quadrants. So basically the first column is badly expounded Dhamma and Discipline. The second column is well expounded Dhamma and Discipline. And then in the rows you have dwells in suffering and then dwells in happiness. So you get to see the contrast between an energetic person and a lazy person under the context of uh, badly or well expounded Dhamma and Discipline. So let's go through each of the quadrants because it's quite fascinating to think a little more deeply about what the Buddha is saying here and also see what we can learn in terms of a strong state of mind versus maybe a weak state of mind and, and the contrast in, in the different kinds of teaching and what it can mean for our practice. So let's start with the badly expounded Dhamma and discipline and dwelling in suffering. So the Buddha says here, this is really the person that arouses energy. So someone who's energetic. Now, the reason that they dwell in suffering with a badly expounded Dhamma and discipline is because that Dhamma is badly expounded. So how can we understand this? Well, when you reflect on it, and it may be more than this, but when you reflect on it, you realize that when the, the Dhamma is badly expounded, that means you're not penetrating what the Buddha is saying what the Buddha means. And it also means that you're not correctly explaining the precepts or the Vinaya. And so for an energetic person, that can be very frustrating. One, because the talk may be uninspiring. So that can be quite demoralizing if you're trying to rouse energy and you hear a talk and it, and it basically doesn't inspire you. So you feel kind of demoralized and you don't feel inspired. The second thing is that it's not giving you instructions from the Buddha, explaining them in a way that the mind brightens when you meditate. So an energetic person would go away and would apply themselves. They would make firm effort and they would do their best to make progress on the path. 
And when you hear a badly explained Dhamma talk, then what happens is when you try and apply the instructions for the meditation, you find, well, the mind just stays quite dull. It doesn't brighten, it doesn't lift, you don't go to the higher concentration. And so that's how an energetic person dwells in suffering. One, because maybe it also is difficult to listen to a badly explained teaching. Two, it may be because it doesn't lead you to pleasant mind states and you don't make progress on the path. And three, maybe you spend all that time feeling demoralized by that talk, knowingly or unknowingly, that you feel quite, you know, unenergized, essentially. And so that's how you dwell in suffering. And there may be more than that. Now, when we look at a lazy person, in contrast with a badly explained uh, Dhamma and discipline, that lazy person or the person with the weaker mind dwells in happiness. And so there's such a contrast between the two. Now, why is that? If you look at the lazy person, the lazy person has qualities that are very similar to indolence, uh, weak, weak mind. You can't lift the mind easily because it's in a state of more dullness and drowsiness. So sloth and torpor, dinamita. And when it's in that state, it's quite happy to be in that state. So when you hear a teaching that is just it could be a teaching that isn't very penetrative, then you're quite happy because that talk may not be asking you to do anything. So a lazy mind never really wants to do anything. An energetic mind really does. It really wants to uh, abandon, cut through, uh, chip away at things such as defilements and hindrances. Whereas a lazy person who is probably already dwelling in hindrances and defilements is quite happy to be there. So when the teaching is not making you stretch, where it's not challenging you, then a lazy person thinks, this is great. Now, quite often as well, when you hear a talk that is imbued with lots of lighthearted commentary, a lot of uh, maybe misinterpretation of the Buddhist teachings, and maybe no sense of urgency towards the path and practice, that maybe the teaching gives you this impression that this path, you don't have to do much work, then a lazy person delights in that. And so they dwell in happiness. So that's another way of contemplating it. But there may be more. It's up to you to actually contemplate this further and to see what is in your mind when you listen to various different teachings that try to explain the Buddha's words. Now, if we go to the well-explained Dhamma and Discipline, we find that the lazy person dwells in suffering and that's because the Dhamma is well explained. Now, in contrast, what you can see is when the Dhamma is well explained, so when the Buddha's words are penetrated and uh, they're given really precise instructions from the Buddha, then the lazy person doesn't like, like it because it's telling you that there is work to be done. And usually that means you need to purify the mind, you need to actually abandon defilements and hindrances. And so if the lazy person is already with a weak mind, happy to dwell in dull samadhi, for example, that's probably the best of the, the thinamitha is when you're in dull samadhi, then you know they're quite happy to be there. A well-expounded dhamma and discipline is actually getting you to apply yourself. Yonisomanisikara, wise contemplation, uh, you know, making sure that you make right effort, right striving. So a lazy person doesn't want to do that inherently knowingly or unknowingly and in contrast the energetic person quite likes a well-expounded uh, dhamma and discipline because it's inspiring the words make you want to 
go and do something. There's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of, you know, there are other people that are doing this thing. There are noble disciples who have been able to overcome the hindrances, the defilements, and uproot the taints and become arahants. So the energetic person is always looking for the teaching that gives precise instructions. They're willing to be instructed by the Buddha and the person that is uh, trying to rouse them towards the Buddha's teachings, helping them to understand and penetrate the Buddha's teachings. And they also dwell in happiness because the mind gets concentrated, the mind gets luminous, the mind gets bright, the mind sees the results exactly as the Buddha has described. Now the lazy person dwells in suffering because they can't be bothered in many ways to lift their mind and so they don't see the blessings of following the Buddha's instructions and the mind still stays quite dull. And so they dwell in suffering because they don't have the blessings of the practice in that way that an energetic person does. The energetic person takes away that good teaching, tries out the meditation, sees the fruit of that meditation and goes, this is great. And so that Sukha that pleasant abiding in this present life is something that the energetic person experiences and it fuels more energy. It fuels more inspiration it also fuels a sense of urgency towards the path that you go, if I keep doing this, if I learn this really well, if I keep going to the higher concentrations that brighten the mind, then I can contemplate more from that place. And of course, the spiritual faculties sharpen. So I think when you look at these four quadrants and you look at the four kinds of situations that the Buddha is talking about, you actually start to see the difference in the mind between a lazy mind and an energetic mind. And you see how important the Noble Eightfold Path, activating that Noble Eightfold Path, actively making effort, actively trying to penetrate the teaching and having strong resolution around it, that is there for an energetic person, someone who rouses energy. Someone who is lazy loves to make excuses loves a, a teaching that is more light-hearted, less penetrative, allows them to stay either in dullness and drowsiness or at best dull samadhi and is happy not to sharpen the spiritual faculties and any of the things that the Buddha says lends itself towards Nibbana. So the energetic person is saying, what are the bases of spiritual power? How can I purify the mind? How do I sharpen my faculties? How do I activate the trainee powers? What are the Bojangas? How do I activate them? And so on and so forth. The lazy person says, well, I kind of know what they are, but I'm not really that bothered. I've got plenty of time. Uh, oh, maybe this way is a better way because I don't have to do much in that teaching. Maybe I'll just observe the, the defilements. I won't follow the Buddha's teachings. I won't, I won't dispel them. I won't get rid of them. I won't obliterate them. There's nothing to be done. And maybe... What's really driving the lazy person, if you really come down to it, is the wrong view. Wrong view equals wrong practice and wrong path and therefore wrong fruit. Energetic person, always compelled to right view or trying to correct the view, uh, right path, right practice, right fruit. So very, very interesting contemplation just from this simple little thing from what the Buddha said in the Book of Ones. So I'll leave it here. I think it's something for all of us to contemplate. That's a few ideas around it in terms of how you can contemplate. And there's probably more than that. 
sometimes it's quite fascinating that you can take a few verses from the Buddhist teachings and they give you so much. So I thought this was very useful in the context of how we've just looked at energetic Arada video in the Sekapatipada Sutta and we've learned a lot in terms of some of the suttas and the active component of that. And so likewise, this offers a, something from a different angle for, for us to contemplate. So we can end our session here. Let's share the merit with all sentient beings. May all beings rejoice in this little bit of Dhamma from the Buddha. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be free from suffering. Blessings of the Triple Gem, wishing you well. Bero and Saranai.